Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The Premier of Alberta joins us, Jason Kenney. Mr. Premier, thank you very much for the time. How are you? Fine, thanks, Roy. Good to be back on your program. Yeah, let's. Uh, I, there are things I wanted to ask you, and I will ask you uh, in this interview, that uh, aren't necessarily related to what's going on in this country today. But let's start with that. How do you, and you've seen a lot, you've seen um, discourse and, and challenges in Canada. All we have to think of is October 30th, 1995, 100,000 people at Dominion Square in Montreal. Uh, how do you evaluate, how do you uh, assess and describe what's going on in this country today? Well, Roy, as I say, there's always going to be strong disagreements in a democracy, and understandably so at a time like this, after two years of people's lives being turned upside down by COVID and uh, negatively affected by damaging public health restrictions. So I can understand that uh, for a lot of people, after two years, um, the frustration is reaching a boiling point. And at the same time, uh, we are a democracy. That means we have to resolve those differences peacefully and lawfully. I strongly encourage people who are passionate about uh, government's response to COVID and all these related issues to go out and uh, say their piece peacefully, lawfully, without disrupting the lives of others, without creating public safety hazards, without uh, breaking the law. And uh, I've said to many of these protesters, uh, I hear them. And in fact, I agree with many, many of the points being raised. Alberta has been outspoken in our opposition to the uh, vaccine requirement for international truckers. I don't think it makes any meaningful public health benefit, and it just makes a bad situation worse for our supply chains, food inflation. I went down to Washington to meet with top U.S. leaders to urge them to help us lift the or restore an exemption on both sides of the border. I've said that we would fight, if necessary, in court against a federal um, imposition in, in of a vaccine mandate for domestic uh, interprovincial truckers here in Canada. And we've indicated that uh, uh, we've been indicating for a long time our intention to move forward in relaxing public health measures, including our proof of vaccination program, as soon as it's safe to do so, and that will be imminent. Now, Premier, talk to us about that, please, because one of the most fundamental points that is raised on a regular basis, has been raised today, is the fatigue with the mandate, vaccine mandates uh, generally and with the restrictions brought on by COVID. You have said that you will be issuing, I believe, guidelines on how things are going to be changing or maybe a timetable, how that will change and end in Alberta. Can you uh, share some specifics with us? Sure. We'll be making decisions and, and then releasing a plan to uh, lift almost all public health measures. We'll be releasing that plan uh, this week, early this week, and uh, it will start with lifting the proof of vaccination program. Here we call it our restriction exemption program. We brought that in very reluctantly, Roy, back in September to avoid a total catastrophe in our hospitals. Alberta and Sask were hit hardest during the Delta wave because we were the least vaccinated provinces, and we had to get those vaccination rates up. This was a policy to... um, limit transmission at uh, at uh, what we call discretionary and higher risk activities, largely things like casinos and nightclubs and NHL games, uh, did not affect uh, people's workplaces. And um, now we think it's done its job. It helped us to get our vaccine, vaccine rates way up from 75 to 90 percent first dose and from 68 to 86, coming 87 percent second dose. That's a big difference a change maker in terms of reducing pressure on hospitals. Um, but uh, we now see, Roy, that the 
with the duration, since most people got their second shot way back in the summer, there's been a waning effect. And, of course, Omicron is more infectious. All this means that that a policy like that is less effective at preventing uh, transmission and infection. Don't get me wrong. Vaccine's still hugely powerful and important uh, to um, prevent hospitalization and death, which is why we urge people to get the booster shot. But a, but a proof of vaccination program was always intended to be a temporary measure. I always said it would only last through no further than the first quarter of this year. We're now starting to see the pressures in our hospitals abate. We passed the Omicron peak a couple, about three weeks ago, and we think we can safely move forward. What level of support do you have for this initiative? I've been reading that some members of your, of your party and some members of your caucus are challenging this particular initiatives, and maybe some uh, some municipalities are saying, "Hey, we uh, we should have the right to make our own decisions on this." Not shouldn't yeah, come from Edmonton. Uh, unsurprisingly, there is a range of views on on the best way to deal with the challenge of COVID, and and uh, we've heard that from day one. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, the government is responsible for making really tough decisions. None of them are easy. None of them are good. And I just say to folks on both ends, both kind of polar opposites of the uh, opinion on on COVID policy, where I just say, folks, uh, we've been trying to pursue a sensible, balanced approach. I think the vast majority of people support reasonable interventions to prevent a catastrophe in the healthcare system. If we had not taken action last September, we would have been pulling life support on people, denying others care, canceling thousands more surgeries, backing up in the morgues, to be honest with you. I don't think, you know, I, I'm sure that over 90% of people would not accept a policy lead, that a letter writ policy leading to that outcome. At the same time, to those who are uh, stuck in a kind of permanent state of COVID fear, I say to them, we have to learn to live with this. And the example I give is the Spanish flu, 1918 to 1920, 50 million people died around the world. They brought in restrictions very similar to what we've had on and off in the past two years. But ultimately, they reached a level of, of population immunity through vaccines and, and in fact, natural infection that uh, made it endemic. And, and we, have to be, we have to move to that. I mean, even Dr. Tam is is making statements and of, of that nature that's what our plan will be based on it'll be database it'll be it'll be cautious but it will be, be moving us back uh, to getting our life back to normal to the greatest extent possible all right premier let me bring up a few issues that almost sound mundane today any other day they're headline issues but today they sound almost mundane but they're critical we have gasoline and diesel prices spiraling we have food becoming more expensive some people are concerned about food security in this country. Carbon taxes are scheduled to increase. Inflation continues. Interest rates will rise. According to the Bank of Canada, while 45% of Canadians told MNP Canada they're not confident they'll be able to meet their financial obligations for 2022. What needs to be done on this front? And are you, what's your message to the federal government on these particular issues? Well, Inflation is out of control, and uh, this is uh, the federal government is not helped with its monetary and fiscal policies. Uh, basically, printing money and spending it uh, recklessly has has fueled this, this inflation, um, and uh, and and things like this trucker uh, mandate for inter for international truckers has just further limited uh, our access to supplies and driven up food inflation. So they've got to deal with this. And by the way. One of the underlying drivers of inflation right now, cost of living, is energy costs. Well, there's an ener there is an energy price spike uh, because 
the world has not been investing enough in exploration and production of hydrocarbon energy. This is the consequence of the kind of, of unrealistic, uh, unbalanced policies we've been getting from Ottawa and other governments in Europe and elsewhere that have created these supply constraints. I mean, gas, if you think it's bad here, gas prices have gone up 500% in many parts of Europe. Yes. So the message I sent to uh, top American leaders in Washington last weekend was, why did why did the, your government cancel Keystone XL? Why is the Michigan, Michigan government trying to kill Line 5? We should be working together to have an abundant, affordable supply of energy because pushing people into energy poverty is... Uh, is a, is a terrible idea, and that's what's happening right now. Now, one more question for you, and that has to do with what went on with the federal Conservative Party, the Conservative Party of Canada, this week, and that is the voting out of Aaron O'Toole as the leader of the party, Candace Bergen as the interim leader, and uh, off we go. And uh, seeking again, we'll see a new leader federally for the party. What's your uh, sense of what's going on, and do you have a do you have a sense of what may happen? Do you have a favorite in this race? I know you're going to say no. <laughs> well, then I'll, you know it, and I'll say it. I, um, there is no race yet. I, I, I look, these, these are all friends and, and many of them former colleagues of mine. Uh, I respect them. My encouragement is for them to uh, move, just debate their future and choose a leader in a way that maintains the unity of the party and the movement uh, because they should keep their eye on the ball and their political fire trained on the Liberal government, not on each other. Uh, and so unity and respect uh, is so important. They shouldn't do or say things that would be used against them in the future. It's keep keep their uh, fire trained on, on, on this federal government, and uh, I hope they'll come forward with a, a focus on economic recovery, on, on helping us uh, get back to normal, uh, in, in the post-COVID era, uh, and be a big tent party that represents uh, a, a, a potential governing coalition for Canada. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.